You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. And today we're traveling back in time to when I was in high school and discussing the 1999 film, 10 Things I Hate About You, which is number 44 on the 50 best rom-coms list. Uh, there's nothing to hate about today's returning guest. I want to welcome in Tara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. So uh, Tara joined me on the episode about A League of Their Own this past summer, one of the first episodes that we did. And I have to say, I, I think that was one of my favorites, mainly because uh, I think that your passion came out uh, about that movie. I don't know if you're wearing a t-shirt today with uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. but I didn't, I didn't uh, find one. <laughs> but I'm I'm figuring the same passion exists uh, for this movie. Uh, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, like me, some people may have not seen this movie for a while. So, as a quick refresher, Ten Things I Hate About You came out in 1999 as an American teen romantic comedy film directed by directed by Gil Junger and stars Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Larissa Olenek. Olenek? Mm-hmm. The screenplay is a modernization of William Shakespeare's comedy, The Taming of the Shrew, retold in a late 1999's American high school setting. In the story, new student Cameron, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is smitten with Bianca Oilenick, and in order to get around her father's strict rules on dating, attempts to get bad boy Patrick, played by Heath Ledger, to date Bianca's ill-tempered sister, Kat, Julia Stiles. That sounds real confusing, but we, if you watch the movie, it's actually it, it's pretty easy to follow. But released on March 31st, 10 Things I Hate About You grossed over $60 million and received generally positive reviews from critics. It had breakthrough roles for Styles, Ledger, and Gordon Levitt, all of whom were nominated for various teen-oriented awards. The film has since developed a cult following and is considered a classic in the teen film genre. Ten years later, it was adapted into a television series of the same title, which ran for 20 episodes and featured Larry Miller reprising his role as the dad, Walter Stratford. Uh, so did, I slightly remember that TV show being out. Did you watch I that? I actually don't at all, <laughs> nor did I watch it, but I do know the dad. I mean, I know he's in a lot of stuff, but no, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Yeah. It, I think for my memory, I might be wrong, but it was definitely one of those when ABC family existed. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I think that was the network that it was on. But when I I had forgotten that, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, 20 episodes, I guess it's nothing to, you know, shake your head at. Um, no. So uh, I, I wonder I wonder how good it is today. But uh, so, Tara, I've got to ask you, uh, why do you love this movie so much? Okay, so um, like you, it was in high school whenever it came out. And I think um, <clears throat> just having watched Alex Mack and being a huge fan of Alex Mack, which was uh, Larissa Oilink or whatever, how you say it, um, was in it. And then I was a big fan of Andrew Keegan, um, okay. who, who plays uh, Joey Dahmer. And mm-hmm. uh, I liked him in, uh, let's see, Camp Nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also a great movie. Um, and beyond like beyond like the music, it was really like the clothing, because that was really when Del- Delia's, Delia's was it, like really popular with the magazine where you order clothes. Oh, okay. Um, and so I just really liked all the clothes they had, they like they wore, but um, more than anything, um, Cat Strapper's car that red, I don't remember what it was called, but I loved it so much that when I turned 16, um, I begged my parents to get me a pink Volvo. It was <laughs> sort of like it. Um, and they actually tried to find, I'm sorry, my dog is in the background. Um, they actually tried to find a Volvo out there, like an old one. And then we were going to spray paint it pink. 
um, they weren't successful. I ended up getting a 94 maroon Camry and I called her Bessie, but, um, it was, it was a good dream. I had just, it just never followed through, <laughs> but it was also fun. Cause I mean, it has a lot of really great one-liners that I think brings you back to high school. Even when we watched it uh, last night, it just, the one-liners kind of make you feel like you're in high school. And yes. to me, somewhat like the, the stereotypical characters they had, I, those, that was my high school. And so, um, it was just kind of brings you back. Um, so like whenever you're 15, 16 and having that teenage angst, I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. I definitely watching this. I I do think it was probably high school since high school since I saw this movie, uh, and so. But I'm immediately I started uh, looking up all the actors to see the ages they were when they made this, and sure enough, I was pretty much the same age as a lot of these actors. I mean, this is like you said, I mean, in 1999. I was a junior at the time, and I think part of uh, the charm of this movie is probably the fact that. I mean, some of the ages might skew a little bit, but it does feel like you're watching high school students mm -hmm. versus somebody in their, you know, upper twenties trying to pass off as 18. And I think the, I think the joy of, um, I mean, I don't think the bloopers were really that funny at the end, but I think they're there to show you that how much this cast was probably enjoying themselves and having a good time. You could, you could kind of sense that. I don't know if you got that feeling at all. Oh yeah. And actually last night was the first time I saw the bloopers. I'd never watched it all the way through, um, through the bloopers. Um, but I, I read a little bit on IMBD and it says that this cast actually truly enjoyed being together. Um, and that they meshed really well. And I think that you can see that with the, the way the characters interacted and they actually had chemistry between everybody, even the characters that weren't main characters. Um, so yeah, I, I think that especially in these movies when they have chemistry it really makes or really in any movie it makes it makes a difference oh yeah for sure it's funny you mentioned uh, uh alex mack and then um uh, uh sorry. oh yeah camp nowhere because uh it's funny it had been so long since i've seen the movie i always remember julia styles heath ledger and joseph gordon levitt so when Alex Mack pop, popped up on screen, I was like, Hey, I know her. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, the same with Andrew key and like his face, I just, you know, whatever stuff they were in at that time, like super memorable. So th that was, that was really funny. So, but I mean, it's understandable why ledger styles and Joseph Gordon Levitt are <laughs> the names that we remember. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I, yeah. Um, as far as, the main performances it's funny uh, this is the second movie that we've covered with joseph gordon levitt in it we did 500 days of summer and it was really funny because i don't know have you seen that movie mm -hmm. before yeah mm -hmm. it's funny i was like <laughs> i think it's almost the same character he's just in 500 days of summer in his mid-20s <laughs> yeah I, you know they well a lot of the times in these movies they get typecast and it continues on with them mm -hmm. because of the way you look or how you carry yourself and so He's always just going to be that, you know, guy from behind that's going to clean up everything and be the sweet guy. And um, I never really see him in any. Well, actually, I've never seen him in any roles that are like daring or drama. Yeah, he's 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 branched off in his later work. He he's been in he he's worked with Chris, Christopher Nolan a lot and has done some darker oh. stuff there. There was actually I was and I had kind of forgotten about this. There was a meme that was getting passed around because obviously uh, Heath Ledger played the Joker. 
in the mm-hmm. Dark Knight movies, and then um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt later played who was essentially Robin. And so, anyway, it's just uh, some me- memes were circling around of like who who would have ever thought that these two actors from this movie would end up, you know, I mean, Heath Ledger yeah, having an Oscar even. So, um, but yeah, I, I knew this was a movie that Heath Ledger was. You kind of always known for or whatever like that, and watching it this time, I mean, I completely so, you know, could see why he had such a, <laughs> yeah, it was a career first, after this. Yeah, it was his first English movie, is what I had read. Yeah, so uh-huh. a breakout role for him, and then I think it was a breakout role for, um, well, Julia Stiles. Yeah, it says that uh, that dancing scene um, mm-hmm. on the table, which I think is amazing, is what got her uh, the uh, Save the Last Dance role. Yeah which is yeah. kind of funny. Um, but Alice and Janney, there just isn't enough of her in this movie. <laughs> it really kind of introduces who she is and as an actor and how like versatile she is, um, which kind of like, I, I love her. She reminds me a lot of Cara Burnett, like her, yeah. her comedy style. Um, but yeah, I think we have to mention Alice and Janney because she was amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, I had written down that the supporting cast here uh, is just, uh, lots of like, oh, I reckon I recognize that person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially we talked about Larry M- Miller as the dad, but also, uh, you know, Gabrielle Union uh, as mm-hmm. her friend. You know, uh, this probably had to be one of her first movies, and even uh, he's the I forget what class it is, maybe the theater teacher, but David Leisure. But I was like, where do I recognize? And oh, he was yeah. on that sitcom Empty Empty Nest. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but uh, anyway, there's there's just a lot of recognizable faces and like, oh yeah, you know, type of thing. But yeah, Allison Janney, I think um, I'm, not, I'm not sure ex- exactly when The West Wing came out, but it, it had to be around the same time mm-hmm. as this. So yeah, it's definitely like you can see her starting to spread her wings, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's she's pretty memorable in this. Um, so you mentioned the uh, table scene, you. Uh, have you you haven't ever danced on any tables like that before, have you? Uh, sadly, I have, um, <laughs> but in an appropriate manner. Yeah, but I mean, not at a party. <laughs> but like a, you know, um, Joe's Crab Shack, places like that. Yes, I did dance on tables, but those are you're invited to dance on the tables, and my mom was there, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as you had that parental support yeah, there, you know. <laughs> well, also, it's kind of funny. As watching this, it's I couldn't help but think, you know, we covered a league of their own, which pretty much, uh, I mean, it's all about sister dynamics. And now we have this other movie <laughs> that's playing with since sister dynamics. Is, is that one of the reasons you connect to this movie? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, when you have – my sister and I are completely opposite, and I've said that in, in the last uh, podcast – um, but I see uh, probably my sister being more, well, she was always more put together and mature than I was, even though I'm older. And so I think um, I can see both of us, you know, d- dual roles on that with uh, depending on the scene. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I, One of the things I did appreciate the, about this movie was, I mean, this definitely becomes, you know, Ledger and Styles' story. You know, they come in the forefront, but I think it does a really good job of giving all the characters their own arcs and mm-hmm. something that you can follow, and they all pay off in some some way. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I think that's we're not just watching one 
budding romance, but we're kind of watching, you know, multiple, mm-hmm. multiple arts and stuff like that. And so even as I guess you could say juvenile, but it's set in high school, I, I, I think, I think it's very relatable, uh, especially about, you know, with the, <laughs> with the crushes that they have and that sort yeah. of thing. So had it been a while since you'd seen this movie? So this is always the one, the one movie that, um, you know, when streaming services came out I've, and I, we didn't, we got away with our DVD player and we obviously got away with our VCR. Um, I always wanted to watch and you could never watch it. And you could, for a while, you couldn't find it anywhere. It was not mm. any streaming services. So I always had it on like my list of whenever it comes on whatever streaming service. Um, so I've seen it like once or twice, probably in the last few years, Jake and I tried it, my husband, for those of you all who are listening, um, we try to watch some of those movies, oh, two or three, probably a year, just because it's always fun to kind of watch and then just recall like how fun it was, how funny they were, but then also like how nowadays you can't really watch those. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, it's inappropriate or, you know, pretty stereotypical of, you know, certain uh, types of people. But I do think this one does a good job of being more satirical in the stereotypes of white people and so i think it's it's pretty funny how you know the whole basis of her being a privileged with uh mr morgan who was played by daryl mitchell mitchell i think um how he kind of makes fun of her um about you know her oppression and and i think it's pretty funny so i think they do a pretty good job of making fun of um even though it does say like empowers women it really kind of makes fun of (laughs) yeah women but I think it's yeah, hilarious. yeah. Uh, I I do think he was a uh, he, he generally seemed a little harsh uh, with her uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the whole movie. But yeah, I thought um, one thing that did I, I think for it's I mean obviously the fashion and the music you know kind of dates it. It does seem like, but I think the story in itself seems pretty uh, pretty relevant. You know, mm-hmm. like I think you know, a teenager could watch it now and connect to a lot of things. I, it did. I thought one thing that did make me think that this was a movie from the nineties. I don't know why, but the party scene and not so much them partying, yes. but how much actual alcohol that they showed them, like not drinking, but I guess I'm saying the actual labels. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was like legitimate brands. It wasn't like a made up brand of beer or whatever like that. I don't know if you noticed that. So throughout the whole movie, in all the scenes, there's a lot of labels. Like anywhere they are in like a room, there's like Suave deodorant and like all these different brands that some of them aren't, aren't even around anymore. It's Suave, yeah. is, but um, it's secret, secret deodorant. <laughs> um, and throughout the whole movie, there was like a, a lot of brands. And nowadays you see more fake brands just because of the, the cost or advertising. Um, but yes, the party scene felt so like college, high school, because there was a lot going on. And um, there was a lot of scenes that had a lot of things going on in the background that you probably didn't notice first few times watching. But we found really funny because there was like a, some country guys in the back, like drinking beer. And they were just so like, just made me think of high school because <laughs> yes you know we partied out in fields in fact i was telling tay today about cow tipping back in the day when we would go partying in back i didn't say i said back roading but we weren't you know i didn't tell him exactly what happened in back roading but um i did talk about cow tipping and he thought that was pretty crazy for for you those of you all don't know cow tipping is whenever you go into a field and uh you tip over the cows that are sleeping and then you run away and that's what we did in high school to have fun and that's maybe the person I am today. I have to quote Tommy Boy, 
<laughs> Don't tell me you've never heard of cow tipping before. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never heard that quote, and I've watched that a thousand times. Oh, what? Oh, I crazy. Um, so how big is Ardmore? Mm, how many I think people? It's like 30,000, but it's like, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... It is definitely smaller than the hometown that I grew up in. Um, and this won't shock you, Tara, I think, but I, I didn't go to a lot of parties when I was in high school. But the, the parties that I did go to, I mean, I felt like this, like, nailed it, like, perfectly. Oh, like, uh -huh. the the cowboy thing, like you were saying, yeah, like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, perfectly. But we watched uh, Can't Hardly Wait not too long ago. But even in that movie, they all had, like, red solo cups. Like, mm -hmm. so you never actually saw really like what they were drinking in that, that to me, whatever. I, I don't know why it was just a little to see them with the actual natty light in their hands mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of made me laugh. But um, I like the fact that they advertise the party as like a free beer party, but yeah, everybody seemed to be bringing beer to it. Um, but <laughs> anyway. the, so the, I wrote down the invitation scene is always like one of my favorites because the way they did it was really cool how they filmed it where the camera was throwing all of the invitations and it's just like down the multiple uh, things upstairs and it just like flows down. I always just think that's a, it's like a setting, setting up like what's going to happen. Yeah. I, and I, I like to that, you know, one thing I, I think they do well with uh, painting a ledger character as the bad boy, but you know, he is almost a little too handsome for his own good, but mm -hmm. I do like how they use the wood shop to kind of build his, you know, mystique, so to speak. Cause I, I remember that as well. Like, I don't know. There was something about the wood shop, shop guys. You just, did you have wood shop? Yeah. Yeah. We did not have wood shop. Oh, I mean, I, once again, a surprise, I was not in said class, Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, you kind of kept a eye out for the, some of the guys in that mm -hmm. class, but, <laughs> but, but like also, I love I love scenes where it's like okay I totally did that when when you uh, dissected a frog I don't know if you dissected a frog but we did yeah, no. and it just yeah. like I could just smell like the formaldehyde when I like watched that scene and just like you know all the ugh, all the juices that came squirted in your eyes it was gross yeah I, I, I know I keep going back to the party scene but we were laughing at the uh, all the like actual suit jackets that people seem to wear I, mm -hmm. I can say that I can say that wasn't happening. I don't think, <laughs> I, think no. when I was in high school. No. And, and speaking of like, so, uh, David, David crumbs, the guy who plays Michael, who I don't remember his name throughout the whole thing. I don't even know if they said his name, uh, Cameron's friend. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Do you know how to say his last name? Crumb the whole, sir. I don't know. Anyways, he's in a yeah. lot of like random stuff. Too. Oh yeah. 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 But I don't think they ever said in his name. Crumb Maybe. Um, but he was wearing a suit jacket and I, I, they, all these characters, the side characters, I think really make the comedy of the movie. And they just all like, like you were saying, they all have a, they, they gave him a lot of like rich character where they could play upon, um, which I think makes it really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also enjoyed, uh, the, uh, Scott, Scott band in the, uh, yes. <laughs> prom scene, uh, not so much even for the music, but how when the guys who are playing the brass instruments aren't playing them, the little dance moves that they do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you can get any more white than that. Uh, no. And do they even have ska bands anymore? Uh, no, not really. I, I feel not, like you liked ska bands back in the day. 
I, I did a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, uh, so I did. I mean, I've, I've always, people are a little surprised. I always liked punk skull kind of hard rock type of stuff. Oh but, yeah. So anyway, did you but, know any of the bands in there? Cause Jake seemed to know both of them. Oh yeah. I mean, I had heard of uh, letters from Cleo before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I looked at what the other band was, but I, I forgot now, but yeah, so I really I was a real big fan of this band called Five Iron Frenzy. I don't know if oh. you've heard heard of them before. I remember the T shirt, like the concert yeah. T shirt. Mm-hmm, for some yeah. reason, I don't know yeah. if people always wear that. Yeah, so uh, they still make some uh, music, and I, it's still pretty. It's still pretty good. So anyway, it's not like it's not like as hardcore as like Mighty Mighty Boston's type of ska mm. music, but okay, yeah. it's a little bit more ska like rock type of music so anyway i'm really making myself sound really cool <laughs> through this really episode cool. well, i'm talking about cow tipping so here we are. <laughs> so you do know that this movie is based on the shakespearean play yes um the taming of the shrew right which all the characters are kind of named off it but there also was another play that was based off that called kiss me kate which i don't think it was ever on broadway it's like an off-broadway show i was actually in that oh. um it was a play in the park one summer, um, but it was called Kiss Me, Kate. And so I think that's also another reason why I like this movie. Cause oh, yeah. It's, I mean, the the basis of it is, is the same. It's just in a Shakespearean genre, which they allude to Shakespeare a lot in, in the movie, which I think yes. is so cool. Yeah, I like that they're kind of, uh, <laughs> so to speak, giving an ode to the mm-hmm. <laughs> source material. Yeah, because uh, not too long ago on the podcast, we covered She's the Man, and I had no idea that was – you know, loosely based off a of Shakespeare play. And uh, I didn't it, know that either. yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it, it didn't, it did, it didn't uh, give as much credit <laughs> to that as, as this movie does. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you talked about the quotes in this movie. Um, and I do think probably out of all the rom-coms that we've covered, uh, maybe this and, uh, um, how to lose a guy in 10 days is probably kind of neck and neck in quotes, but yeah. What, what are some of your favorites? Um, I definitely think, uh, let's see. My insurance doesn't cover PMS. <laughs> um, and then the, there's Nigel with the Brie. I don't know why I think that is so funny, but I, I've always thought that was hilarious. And then you actually see Nigel carrying the Brie and then all the, the people coming in. Um, Let's see. I wrote down, keep it in your pouch, um, which is what Miss Perky said to uh, Heath Ledger's character. And let's see. Uh, Kissing is what keeps me up in my eyeballs and placenta every day from the dad. (laughs) And I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada bag. I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Well, maybe you're not afraid of me, but I'm sure you've thought about me naked. huh? Am I that transparent? I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That delivery is uh, really, really oh. funny. And like right before the fight, when Andrew Keegan goes, fly, that is oh. very much like high school. And which lead like led to a conversation of like high school fights, like when we would watch them. And Jake was like, we were laughing about how guys would fight. And then like the next minute, they were like best friends. And when girls fought, they were not best friends afterward. And it would be a, a long while before they ever got along or if ever. Yeah, you probably, yeah, I was about to say, you probably still hate that person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, me personally, oh, yeah, for sure. 
very very subtle but i like how uh, gordon levitt's character is so mad at bianca and they're in the car you know kind of fighting and then she kisses him and how quickly he just goes and i'm back in the back game, in the game. Mm-hmm. yeah i had that uh, yeah i like it like that yeah, I liked I liked that moment just because that is true high school. You could totally like write a girl off that you had a crush on, but if like something happened in the positive, all was all was forgotten. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, I really like the dynamic between the dad and the two daughters here. Uh, shocker, I know. Um, so luckily, I have the support of Whitney. <laughs> you know, so I'm not doing it alone. But I was kind of laughing to myself, going like. Now I don't wear slacks uh, all the time like he seems to be wearing, but I couldn't help but think this is like this is probably how my daughters view me. Mm-hmm. Do you have <laughs> but, an empathy belly at home that you're going to make them wear? <laughs> it's not not a bad idea. No, that, that's what it's called. It said empathy belly. <laughs> empathy belly. Uh, I I don't think I, I think guys should wear that as much yeah, as uh, girls. Yeah, yes, I agree. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, but I mean, the whole I can't do it justice, but just even when he's like, I'm down, I've got the four world one, and you're not, <laughs> and you're not going to go out and get in jiggy with some boy. I don't, <laughs> I don't care how dope his ride is. <laughs> I'm on but I think that's so true of like a parent or a dad, like trying to be cool and like, yeah, daddy, that is so nice. Good news for you. I'm down. I've got the four one one, and you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. My mama didn't raise no food. So, like, my dad still says the Budweiser commercial, you know, that was it (laughs) 30 or 25 years later. Like, he still says it. My dad, that has been out for a moment. Like, quit saying that. Yeah. Well, I just connected because, like, I not that I do that, but I like, um, at least, I mean, they kind of humor me now, right? With my oldest being in middle school, but. I, I get them to educate me on how to use it, you uh-huh. know? And so then I'll, I'll kind of purpose purposely kind of like say it wrong. So they get uh-huh. fed up or whatever, but yeah, slays definitely a word right now. For sure. For sure. And I laugh because driving in Norman, there's some uh, yard signs advertising a uh, construction company and they're called slay construction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, I don't know if that's, uh, that, that company was just developed or they're just, you know, <laughs> right. like what, who are they reaching to? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, what about favorite scenes? Um, Oh man. Uh, I, I've always liked the scene where cat backs into Joey's car um, that also has a lot of really funny like one-liners because she's like, oh, what is it, asshole day? Um, and I just, I, I just, I think that we've all kind of felt that way about somebody who's just been a jerk. Um, and I just think it, she just does it justice. It's kind of like, um, you know, Tawanda yeah. from Fried Green Tomatoes. It's just like she's sticking it to him. And so um, I like that scene. I, I think that's always pretty funny. Uh, but I also like the scene where she does the poem um, because it shows how like vulnerable she is and how, I mean, even though they fell in love with like three days, right. What it seems like the movie. um, It just shows like, although she's putting on a front or she's like, you know, trying to be hard um, that, you know, she kind of wears down and I don't know. I just think that's, it's a really cool scene and it's touching and she's like really cried. And I've read that that, actually wasn't supposed to happen, but tears just came. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. 
party scene, of course, is great because there's just so much going on that you can um, kind of put your see like see that yourself in that party or have been to a party like that. Um, and I think that any any scene with Alice and Janie is my favorite because <laughs> it's just funny. It's dry humor, and I think some people probably don't get that. Actually, a lot of this movie has some dry humor in it that's maybe not for everybody. Uh, but I just, I just always think it's hilarious. Like her writing her um, nasty novel and on that la like old, old lap laptop that's like super thick and the way it clicks, it's like, I remember those laptops. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just, and you're like school counselor. Everyone's school counselor was crazy. I don't know about you, but all of my school counselors were nuts, except my high school one. She was pretty cool. But um, I just, I think we've all had those teachers. And and I, I told Jake too, there was a lot of times I got kicked out of class like she does because she's a little mouthy. <laughs> Shocker. So, um, <clears throat> I, I mean, the teachers either loved me or they hated me. And <clears throat> the ones that hated me, I got kicked out a lot and I had to be in the hall because I was mouthy, which is something like I don't recommend. Like I'm going to teach my kids not to be that way. But I really empathize, I empathize and sympathize with her. So, um, I liked I liked all of Mr. Morgan's scenes because I think he's really funny. And I just he <clears throat> the way he treated the students was a little harsh, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for sure. Uh, I, the what, I mean, it's probably one of the most memorable, but just when uh, Patrick sings can't take my eyes off of you in the soccer field or whatever like that. So, uh, you know, I even though I knew that scene was coming up, it had been a while and it, it does totally work. Never mm -hmm. mind the logistics of how he got the marching band to play it and all that kind right. of stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the movie star moment, you know, mm -hmm. like you can see like, Oh yeah, this is just take that scene. And I can see why he did so much like after this movie, but uh, yeah. And I can see how it does. It could, it could have been, it could have been really bad. I think in the wrong hands, but mm -hmm. you totally, you totally see how he wins over cat in that mm -hmm. moment. Like, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, uh, that, even though, um, I mean, it's probably been just as long since I've seen, I think it was not another teen movie. Oh yeah. Uh, there, there's has got a gun. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, movie musings. What's one of your favorite Shakespeare plays since this movie is based on Taming of the Shrew? <clears throat> uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest scholar ever, you know, but I, I know I've seen, you know, his different plays. I mean, Hamlet and Macbeth come, come to mind, but mm -hmm. I mean, Romeo and Juliet's just, just classic. Uh, I don't know if kids read them anymore, but I mean, we read them in high school and um, I, Macbeth always has, they have some awesome, like cool one-liners that you always kind of use and they're used a lot, but Romeo and Juliet, um, I always volunteered to be every character when we read that freshman year. I'm sure you're surprised, but um, I, I think that they also did a really good job when they did the, uh, oh, the one that they came out in like middle school or seventh grade, 1996, 97. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I've, I mean, I just, I love that play. Yeah. I think Shakespeare must've been having a moment. This is just now coming to me around this time. Cause, uh, the move with DiCaprio probably came out around this time. And then also I know Shakespeare in love was in 98. So, mm -hmm. you know, so I think, uh, um, and then yeah. they did. Oh, bro. Othello. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was Julia Styles also in that. Oh, and 
I think maybe. I think she was. Um, and then I don't know. Have they done anything like a reprise of Macbeth or Hamlet? Uh, recently, uh, uh, Joel Cohen did uh, Macbeth with mm -hmm. Denzel Washington, um, and I I really liked it a lot. But it's it wouldn't it's not going to be for everybody. It's black and mm -hmm. white and very very it's very artsy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you can check it out. You you the good thing about it is about five minutes in, you know if you're going to be in or out. Right. It. So yeah, you know. It's on a uh, Apple TV. If, if you have that, you can watch I'll it. Check it out. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking you about this, but um, what what are your general feelings about paintball? So there's a scene in here where they go at paintball. I, I think definitely, it, I know it still exists, but definitely another moment in time in the '90s where <laughs> paintball was definitely a thing. Right. So I've I've never been paintballing, and I'm, we actually talked about that last night. Um, I. I wouldn't, I like Nerf guns and I like Nerf fighting, paintballing. I, that was just, cause people had like bruises and like got hurt. And um, <clears throat> if, if you colored your hair, now I went to some paint parties in college, but if you colored your hair and you got paint in your hair, that is, gonna, you just colored it, it's going to stay in your hair for weeks. And so um, I wouldn't have been into it cause I would have had like purple and blue hair like I, I did at other paint parties. I bet, I bet Jake's had some uh, paintball uh, battles yes. in his face. Yes, he does. Yeah, he said he, he did that a lot. I mean, they had, like, people who had, like, fields, they would have, like, you know, paintball. Mm -hmm. fields. But I, I think, you know, youth groups used to do it. I just was never. Yeah, yeah. I was never into that. Yeah, so um, if you get to know me, I, I can't stand paintball because, mm -hmm. um, one, one, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not great at it. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, that's the root of it. But the main reason is that there's always one person. If you went, that was like way into it oh, mm -hmm. than the other people and mm -hmm. then took it way too far. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had, a, I remember it was a, a guy's bachelor party. I didn't even know this other guy and the game had stopped and he continued mm -hmm. to shoot me. I have never been so mad in my whole life, <laughs> but, uh, but also I, I just have to give it, I think he listens sometimes. So I have to give a shout out to my cousin, uh, Greg, and my friend, Jeff. They really liked paintball a lot. <laughs> and uh, Jeff's house, he had uh, he had lots of woods behind him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Jeff had younger brothers. <laughs> they, they used to send out his brothers in the woods, and they would definitely, they would basically hunt them down. <laughs> so I always felt bad for those, <laughs> for those kids. So, But there is always like that one person in any like, competitive physical game yeah they just can't yeah they can't just that they have to be too much yeah you're like hey guys let's go play frisbee golf and you yeah. go out and there's this guy and he's got the pack and he's like leafing through all the you know frisbees and you know it's like i, I just have this one that i took to the beach this summer <laughs> I'm here to play have a good time i don't want to break my leg <laughs> um uh, Definitely, we, we talked a lot about the party, but I think the prom plays a big uh, part in this movie as well. But uh, just a general question, uh, did you enjoy your prom? Um, so I, weird fact about me, I don't like getting like super dolled up like that. Um, just kind of weird. It's really my personality. You would think I would. Um, so no, my junior year, my boyfriend and I had just broken up um, and I was really sad, but he went with me anyways. And um, we had a hypnotist and I got hypnotized. Well, I pretended to get hypnotized and I, 
I called him um, a really rude name in front of everybody. Um, and my parents were there chaperoning. They were horrified. And then my senior year, I didn't even want to go. Um, but we were all about to leave. And the teachers were like, you guys can't leave yet. And I was like, okay, why? Well, this is the first year that they had done prom king and queen in like 20 years at my school. And um, I got prom queen. And oh. so I had to stay. <laughs> and um, luckily, the guy who who I, I just went with a friend my senior year. Um, but another guy got it who was one of my really good friends and we like danced and his girlfriend was like super pissed. They're married now. I mean, he didn't like want, like he didn't like me or anything, but, um, I, and I didn't like that. We had to like, everyone watched us dance and it was yeah. weird. Yeah. But the whole school voted. So <laughs> I guess someone liked me. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, I mean, my problems were somewhat memorable. I mean, they, our, our school did a big deal. So ours started at like six and they did the walkthrough and ours didn't end to like three or 4 a.m. Oh, at the wow. school. Oh, and so wow. we would have like, yeah. Um, and so like some schools do a lock-in. Like I know um, Ardmore High School, I didn't go there. They would do like a lock-in at the Y and you couldn't leave yeah. um, until the next morning. But yeah, we, we would have like, people would win like TVs, compute, computers and all this stuff because um, they had uh, like blackjack and all that stuff. Um, and my grandma, my mamu was uh, one of the crap stealers and she would stay up to like 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> doing that at the prom. So our proms were like a, a really big deal for, for my school. So, yeah. Uh, did you have did you have a live band like in this movie? No, we always had a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. My my sad story is and it's not completely sad because we had we had 3D school districts in Longview. So uh, everybody like you just went to stuff. There were junior, senior proms and, mm -hmm. you know, so it, you know, it's not like, I mean, I even actually owned a tux cause it was just cheaper yeah. than renting them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause there were so many events that we had, but like my specific high school prom, uh, the DJ got like double booked or something. So we had no music. Uh -huh. So I remember my friend having to go get his CDs from his car and they just played, they just played him over. It was so sad. Like, but we had we had lots it was more so like everybody looked forward to the after parties yeah. versus the actual like prom and the like auditorium type of thing you know so yeah, yeah but did you guys I, we had to do breathalyzers for every day for every dance <laughs> every dance which i like was never a problem because i you, you know me i love to dance and i don't need any alcohol to dance and have a good time um so it was never a problem for me but um yeah you had to like they had to take 20 in at a time you had to take your test in the room and then wait to the result and then all these people got clever and they're like hiding it in like perfume bottles in their purse and they would like run to the bathroom but i never understood that because i was too busy having a good time dancing yeah uh once again not a big surprise i i did not go uh to parties with the you know having to take a breathalyzer but i do remember i had lots of friends that were even though i had not had tons of experience of being drunk i could spot when somebody was drunk and somehow they always got past our parents' chaperones. And so I don't, I think there was a lot of just, uh, you know, uh, blind eyes oh, yeah. the whole mm -hmm. thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think we had a lot of uh, Mean Girls mom going on. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, played by uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, um, and I can believe that. What did you call the ex-boyfriend? What, what name did uh, you I think I called him a f***ing <laughs> Like in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were so mad at me 
Uh, I was like, I was hypnotized. Because uh, <laughs> this is, this, and I've been hypnotized twice before, like once at, um, before midday in Stillwater. I also made a scene out there because I thought it would be funny. Um, but some people like really acted like they were hypnotized. And the hypnotist told us like, we will know if you're playing. Well, they never caught me. I, I don't know how they didn't. Rom-com rankings. The romantic chemistry between the leads. So five hearts being the highest, one heart being the lowest. So I, I think, you know, uh, I think Cameron and Bianca is definitely a storyline here, but I was thinking, I mean, they're on the cover of, you know, Patrick and Kat. So what, what would you give Patrick and Kat? Um, I would give them, I'd give them a four. A four. Okay. A four. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I, I gave them five. I thought, I thought the, per I, I, I kind of see it as like, would these people still be with each other? Like after this moment. Mm -hmm. And I, re they really did seem like, you know, <laughs> two peas in a pod. I don't mm -hmm. know, but, um, and Cameron and Bianca, uh, I, I, I thought they were really cute, but they were definitely, <clears throat> maybe they, well, was, they're a little bit younger, right? Or she's like a sophomore or something yeah. in it. Yeah. But if they were still dating after high school, they definitely would break up their freshman year in college. For I sure. Think. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think, maybe I think that she was, he was just like a sympathy, a sympathy guy. Like maybe she just needed to like, like him because he was nice to her. Yeah, I I do I do like in the movie how she turns on Joey quickly when she oh, sees. Yeah. No, I do like that. Yeah, I do like that. So I think uh, a lesser movie would not uh, would have kept Bianca in her shell, and they actually fleshed her character uh, out a lot. And so mm -hmm. I do I do like that moment. But yeah, I get. It. I think maybe the only thing is like Cat was definitely going to school, and I think it was an all girls school as well. Uh, Sarah Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I you know I. I don't know what Patrick, uh, his future was going to be after high school. So mm -hmm. I can see maybe that, you know, maybe dissolving after that. So, but I did like that line where he's like, where Cameron's like, is she a Katie Lang fan? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, she has a Jared letter poster in her room. I don't know why I thought that was hilarious. But, but I was, yeah, that moment, but I was like, man, kudos to Jared Leto. Cause he's still in the conversation of things like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, so <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't have to explain to your kids who Jared Leto was, but Katie Lang, yes, you would have. <laughs> so that's why I love the nineties. There's just certain styles of music and songs that it's like, what in other, what other world would this song the number one? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay. You mentioned him earlier, but the best friend, uh, Michael, uh, I know there's a lot of best friends, but he's definitely, I mean, I, I think he's the key supporting character in this one mm -hmm. just because i mean he really uh drives the action you know he drives his plot and um he, he he's almost kind of the narrator <laughs> almost right. throughout the whole thing so mm -hmm. what 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 do you give uh him yeah uh i i think i'd give him a five because i think he does really good, i do i i like him because he's like he he's not too eccentric but also like He's not too eccentric. Yeah, I think I like him. I think he's funny. I, I gave him two and a half because moments I really thought he was funny, but I, I feel like I might be wrong here, but he seemed to be probably a little bit more of the seasoned actor than maybe a lot of this cast. So he, I think they were giving him a lot to do, mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I think sometimes it really worked, but sometimes I was like, man, this is, they're trying way too hard with this character. But 
Uh, well, he was so good in Adam's Family Values. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I think I, that's I why I'm giving him a five because I love that movie so much. <laughs> I, I, I do like the scene, though, when they go to the bar and they're just walking and trying to blend in and he grabs the eight ball from the other table. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy I did enjoy that movie, but overall, I kind of thought he was a little much. OK, the next uh, Ian, I'll be I'm really interested to hear what you think about this as far as the soundtrack. So the soundtrack, I don't think was that good. Um, and there's one song that they played from, um, it's from Smash Mouth, but Smash Mouth wasn't singing it yes. on the song or on the movie. And I was like, well, that's weird. Why didn't they get Smash Mouth? Um, I didn't think it was that great. However, the song that is always playing in Joey's car, the baby, 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 baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great song. And that's like totally from that era. But I didn't. I'm, I didn't notice it. Well, well, let me take that back. They do play Biggie. So. Oh, yeah, they do. Now, I will say it's not on the official soundtrack. Um, so I oh. think there's I think there's a lot of music in this movie uh, that's not on the soundtrack. Because even at the very beginning, One Week is on, you know, by Bare Naked mm -hmm. Ladies is there. Um, so I always remembered the soundtrack. Just all, maybe mainly because... Uh, I always think movies that start with numbers have a leg up because they're always going to be first. Well, there's no video stores anymore, but they would always be the first thing you saw if the wall mm -hmm. went, you know. Um, and so I think the same as far as like back, you know, back in the day, I guess, with, with CDs and stuff like they, they were the first that you would see. But um, I don't know if Ardmore had a Hastings, but Hastings. Oh, was yeah. Like, Hastings. Yeah. It was, Hastings. Yeah. It was like, it was like, if someone made a store for me, this was that was it. Oh, I, so, I was just about to ask. I bet you spent lots of hours in Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> tracking back to maybe why I wasn't the coolest person in high school. But yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're laughing way too much there. No, uh, I, no, because I love Hastings. Listen, Friday night when you go to Hastings or when you got money, like birthday money to get a CD and you'd spend that 1986 or 25, whatever on your CD. And like the feeling of like opening, well, trying to open a CD and then finally getting the CD and like looking, I mean, it was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hastings like in Longview growing up, definitely the parking lot was really big and it definitely had moments. There was definitely a window for like when the families went, but there was, mm -hmm. just, I, I can't remember how late it stayed open, but it definitely got to like, it was kind of a party scene, actually, outside of Hastings. It was like Empire Hall. Records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so t I remember seeing the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack, like, all the time. And I felt like that was, like, you know, what somebody had in their CD book. So I didn't time. have that one. And I have had, like, because uh, Carol Waits, one, one of my favorite uh, soundtracks. Mm -hmm. And I love soundtracks. But I'd never had this one, which is weird because I love the movie so much. Yeah, so I, I I was running yesterday and I listened to the soundtrack, and the very beginning of this the soundtrack, I mean, it's stellar. It actually starts off with the cover song at the end of this movie. Um, I want uh, I want you to want me. I need you to yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Um, the the Clash is it the Clash who originally did it, but it's Larry's from Cleo's song. Uh, and then there's a semi-sonic song that's great. Uh, then a sister Hazel song. That's great. And so even as it was going, I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, this soundtrack is like really good. Well, it falls off really, really fast. So uh, I, I ended up probably giving it um, 
the good the good songs on there are i think really good then the other songs are really bad so i, I give i gave it two and a half mm-hmm. um so uh but yeah it, but it, it totally felt like what a soundtrack was like when you would buy a soundtrack and there was like you know four killer songs on there mm-hmm. and the, the rest of them you know there's a lot of weird funk music uh on this well it's even like uh it would be a george clinton song that you recognize that snoop dog sampled from mm-hmm. uh but so there's a couple like that but it's just it doesn't it's it doesn't really flow with the rest of the music so it's kind of it's a little all over the place so i do but, like sister hazel yeah yeah so oh so i mean get what would your rating be oh. a good one um i'm gonna rank it a three because there was good songs and then it wasn't that memorable of like other songs that I would have known, like you, like you typically do in a, um, in a, like a movie soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So b- besides can't hardly wait, what, I'm just curious, mm-hmm. what was another favorite of yours? Well, oh, the sister acts are, well, sister act two specifically. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Romeo and Juliet's soundtrack is oh yeah fabulous. Um, yeah. my sister and I used to play <laughs> Sega. We'd, it's Space Jam as well. We play like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and we put it on mute and we just listen to the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack and then uh, Space Jam. Uh, Michael is actually a really good soundtrack. I don't know if you remember that movie. Um, let's. I have a lot of random ones too. Um, I don't know. What, what are some of yours besides? Uh, I remember having, I, I can't, uh, I can't say that it was the best soundtrack ever, but I remember having the Batman Forever oh. <laughs> soundtrack. It had a U2 song on there, and you know, "Kiss from a Rose" by uh, Seal mm, was on mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I think Romeo Juliet. That was definitely that was definitely a big one in the day. Uh, if you want to go old school, uh, the Big Chill is an amazing soundtrack. I know oh. that's not from that era, but mm-hmm. you should check it out. You would like it. Great songs on that. Have I'll you ever seen it. the Big Chill? I don't, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's the can't hardly wait for the boomer generation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if that's not a selling point, I don't know what is. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, okay. So uh, most rom-coms have a chase scene or a big declaration of love. Um, so, I mean, I, I would consider her, uh, her poetry reading, at the end of this, kind of her declaration of love. Uh, I don't know if you see it differently, but what would you rate this scene or this this category? Uh, five because it is different and it's not cheesy, and I think feel like it's raw, and I feel like everyone's felt like that at some point in their life. Okay, so I gave it three because I I really liked I really liked the moment in the classroom wh- where she does it, mm-hmm. and, and maybe maybe it's a very symbolic of high school that you could do something like that and then everything would be okay. I feel like the movie concludes really fast after that point that mm-hmm. she, she reads it in the class. So that's why I give it three. I like the initial moment, but then when they go out into the parking lot and kind of have all their back and forth, I think that part is a little weak, mm. but, but I can agree with that. Yeah. But I can understand. Yeah. The, the, the five I, I've never written such a, such a, I mean, I haven't either, but I felt like that in my in my head. I felt like that sometimes <laughs> when my heart was broken. She, she's saying what I felt. <laughs> I relate to you. Yeah. So uh, rewatchability. What would you? Uh, well, five for sure. And okay. I yeah. By that. Yeah. I, 
I'm there with you, even though it's been so long that I've seen it. I, I think if it's a movie that was on, uh, I it it's very. Uh, I was talking about this movie actually <laughs> with with some uh, younger people when they had actually seen it before, and um, I don't want to steal her words, but she said this movie is that movie is so comfortable, and I thought that was a really good way of describing it. Of like, and she just meant in the sense of like, I like laying back, you know, totally like blanket on the couch, popcorn. Like I can totally, uh, that's kind of almost like comfort food. It's just, mm -hmm. it's not a movie that's, uh, super, super deep. Um, I, I, I probably overall wouldn't, um, enjoy it. Maybe as many people have enjoyed it, you know, this has kind of generated a cult like <laughs> status behind it. Um, I thought some things really worked other things uh, they were okay. Like I wouldn't say this was like my best rom, my, my favorite rom-com ever, right. but I do think uh, throwing it on uh, just what I, I do th think I could watch it at any, any point, no matter how I was feeling and I would, mm -hmm. I would enjoy it. So um, uh, yeah, enough comedic moments. I almost, at first I was wrestling with if this was a rom-com or was this more of a coming of age type of movie, but I think it's definitely a rom-com. Is it something have you always seen that as a rom-com? Uh, I don't know. I kind of think I'm stuck in between them just because it, the characters aren't always like the rom-coms are it's like normally cat's character, typically a female lead is not as like angry mm -hmm. yeah. and mad. And so I think seeing her grow, I seeing everyone grow a little yeah, from like there's, stereotypical like entrance makes it feel a little more coming of age. Yeah. But also there is like romantic comedy. So I, I think it could fall, fall in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I meant to say shocker that I keep coming back to the father relationship with these two daughters, but I, I did. I like the, even though I, I'm never that extreme or even uh, I wouldn't ever be that strict with my daughters, but I, I liked how real they were with one another, another mm -hmm. with the jokes and that mm -hmm. back and forth and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And even, even the moment at the end, um, it's a really sweet moment um, with like, uh, I, I forgot exactly what happens with the letter. Call it. Does so he, he say, he says, I paid for, I paid for the first semester or paid for whatever the entrance fee. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, yeah. I, I like that too. Yeah. Sweet, sweet little moment. So the only other thing I was, I forgot to oh, say. Yeah. Yeah. I was really surprised in the first 15, no, first five minutes, how many times they use the word bitch. I know you probably can't oh. use that on here, but like they say it a lot where I was like, good Lord. Like it was just a, a lot. And it was very like, Ur. yeah, I was yeah. surprised about that. Do you think uh, as far as where it lies, 44 seem high, seems just right. Just about right. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah yeah fair enough yeah it's kind of i think it generally just being a high school romance and truly mm -hmm. like a high school romance might make it you know fall <laughs> maybe not seem as real you know right. that makes yeah. sense. so recommendations anything that you think people should be watching or listening to or anything you you guys have been enjoying so i i try to start watching you the third yeah. season, it's terrible. Don't watch that. Um, <laughs> but I did enjoy, um, oh, the, uh, it's on Paramount Plus where he's a therapist. Shrinking. Apple. 
Shrinking. Yeah. That, yeah. that is really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching that. And then um, I'm listening to Daisy and the Six because I want to uh, oh, yeah. watch it, but I'm not going to watch it until I finish it. Yeah. My recommendation, and uh, I might, if I haven't lost credit for like how cool I was in high school, um, <laughs> I'll lose it here. Uh, but we've been watching season four love is blind <laughs> love is blind is just always i mean i think it falls into the guilty pleasure at all and i i don't think it has tons of redeemable uh care you know uh there's not much uh redeeming about it but i do think for the experiment that it is and i i you know behind every great reality show are great producers i, un I understand how the industry works and everything but i do think ver this show versus like something like the bachelor especially when they get outside of the pods i think it's fascinating like mm -hmm. <laughs> they're on these two people together and i, I won't lie it's probably because uh you know whitney and i connected talking to each other first i mean we had seen pictures and stuff like that of each mm -hmm. other but before we actually met in person so and maybe that's part of it that i know that a connection could happen like that mm -hmm. now all that said the majority of the like a lot of these shows the majority of the relationships <laughs> don't end up working but there's always a couple that do and i mean especially this season i won't say who if anybody's watching it but i mean from the get-go you're like yeah they're perfect for each other so it's really it's it's really interesting so uh but i mean it's it's totally a guilty pleasure but um i don't know have you ever watched watched it I, I think i watched the second se season just because whitney and some other people like were talking about it and i was like invested but like I'm weird about uh, reality shows with like a competition. I know that's not really a competition, but it kind of is. Yeah. I, it makes, I think, I don't know. It just, I feel like it's just, I can't, I don't have time. Like, yeah, I need to like see the point of it. Um, So that's why like, I, I love the first day of the bachelor. I love the first few episodes of American Idol. Mm. But then after that, I just, I can't. I don't yeah. Know this, the show is actually, and they've actually done this as a show. Like I think early on the pod stuff was a lot more of the show. Mm -hmm. That's actually really not the most interesting stuff. I mean, there's some kind of like the more of the crazy stuff that happens because of it, but mm -hmm. it more in the, they've developed kind of fleshed out more of the back end of like when they're having to live with each other or actually, you know, meeting each other's families and stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, anyway it, it's totally a show that like we we throw on when we go to bed and if we fall asleep great and we'll just yeah. pick it up again you know there's yeah. there's not much depth to it so anyway well next week uh we're gonna stay at the bottom of the list and we're gonna cover the gen z hit to all the boys that i've loved before that's on netflix uh and this is the first film on this list that we've covered that was released exclusively on streaming um so did you did you see that movie I think so. yes i did i think so yeah so i saw it too and even though it came out in 2018 i, I can't tell you a thing about it <laughs> so anyway i i'm real interested to see why maybe it made this list so anyway but i think it's i think there was a sequel to it and i think netflix is in may releasing um a tv series based oh. off of it so i think there's a fan base for it but uh our guest that's coming on he seemed passionate about it so i think maybe it's just a movie for kind of how like this movie is for us maybe mm -hmm. you know maybe people connect <laughs> to it or a little bit younger so anyway we'll, we'll see so but um as always check out moviesorlife.com for episodes reviews and more 
Uh, and I've said this before, but it really help if people rate and follow us on your favorite streaming platforms. Even if you just listen to Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts is free. Jump on there, <laughs> find us, and just uh, just follow us. That really helps us grow our audience and gain more listeners. Uh, thanks again, Tara, for coming on uh, and, and doing this so late at night. <laughs> so I always love talking uh, movies and entertainment with you, but especially movies that I know you uh, really enjoy. <laughs> thanks for having me. And, um, I'm just waiting to do Can't Hardly Wait with uh, you, me, and Whitney and Jake. I'm just yeah. letting you know that. <laughs> 92%, yo. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, thanks again. And uh, thanks again to everybody uh, for listening. <laughs>